0: To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss.
1: A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty.
2: Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT Cream, is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there.
1: Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all 5 stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com.
2: Well, 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 well. What have we here?
1: Well, well, well. Look well, who's back.
2: <laughs> Look who's showed up to this Skype Look with the cat dragged in. The cat This in. podcast episode. What do you think you're doing? What are you doing you here? You again. Oh. Oh. You. <laughs> Lars. Classic you. Classic you.
1: Classic <laughs> <laughs> you showing up to a place like this.
2: Who's asked you to join? I was who? in this. <laughs> Pray tell. Pray Reached tell. to you. <laughs> Um, can we just talk about something really quick?
1: Absolutely.
2: So you sent me a, like, earth-shattering Hollywood Reporter article yesterday that has, like, changed my world upside down within one, like, half-hour reading session where I read the whole thing. And it was, like, I you sent me the article and I, I was, like, waiting to read it because I knew it was going to be so juicy and I wanted to, like, basically, like, ed- Soak it in. edge myself to, like... I finally had to read it. Like, I was like, (laughs) I was just letting it sit there because it's like, there's a lot coming this week. We know, like, the Army Hammer expose is probably coming. So, like, we have a lot to like pace ourselves with, with long reads. So, I was just like, oh my God, this is going to be explosive. I need to read this. And it's so, can you explain for? Yeah,
1: I'll explain to the readers and those not in the know. So, the Hollywood Reporter published a story about this acting teacher named candace silvers who apparently has also been kind of running a cult like group in addition to not not
2: like like a full cult
1: yeah she has like a she's operating a cult of actors but then also she has like a spiritual element where she's doing like energy healing and giving all her followers photos of her to like place on their um altars to like meditate or like chant to her which is another sign like if if anyone ever says like place my photo on your altar and like pray to me you should maybe take a step back and like especially an acting teacher their motive yeah an acting teacher like i I could Um, see it maybe
2: for someone else but an acting teacher
1: so a lot of people came forward, like former students of hers, and were just like, what the fuck?
2: She has like a far-reaching Rolodex of of alum. Like she has apparently Chris Evans was associated with her back in like the aughts. Yeah, Even-
1: it's but it's also like I think she has claimed yeah, she's like claimed knowing a lot of people that she doesn't really have that close of ties to.
2: Like she takes responsibility for Jason Siegel's career because and her and everyone's like, Was he a student here? And she's like, No, but Josh Radner was, who was on How I Met Your Mother. And because he entered Hollywood and was on that show with Jason Siegel and, and it became so popular, it helped Jason Siegel's career. So she like came up with this convoluted Twisted and then web. And then apparently Josh Radner was like, I took like two sessions. <laughs> Like back in <laughs> Yeah, the day. everyone
1: that she claims are like, yeah, I met her for like five minutes once at like yeah. a tr- retreat. That was Chris Evans' thing. But the article is called The Guru of Toluca Lake, which also is just like Chef's Kiss, of course. Yeah. Toluca, I believe the valley is rife with like false prophets and gurus.
2: I, yeah, I'm, I've become like a new devotee to the valley. Like I'm obsessed with it now. And I, but mm-hmm. I also feel. Whenever I'm driving, especially like through Toluca Lake, which is just over the over yonder for me, like a yeah. hop, skip and a throw away, I feel like stuff is happening there that is because it looks very quiet, it's kind of dreamy looking and but you know there's an undercurrent of something else. So this felt right to me that she was operating this out of T L.
1: Yeah. And so Candace daughter of comedian Phil Silvers who was like a celebrated actor she's been running like an acting school and then she got into like spirituality and yoga and stuff and so she would like do that in conjunction with her acting teaching and yeah and I guess everyone's like she's poisoning us emotionally and like traumatizing us because she preys on like insecurities and asks people to draw from their like most traumatic moments totally. and then unpacks them in a room, which is also like classic cult behavior. And as also, we've seen in like the Nexium mm-hmm. documentaries.
2: She also negs people, also class classic cult leader. Like just mm-hmm. she invalidates people's trauma. Like women shared that they were like assaulted or raped in the in at some point in their career. And she says like basically, Well what did you do to Yeah, Yeah,
1: or, like, like, look at it from your rapist perspective.
2: Yeah, she was, like... Which is, like, honey... Insanity. You're not the one to, like,
1: be guiding me through unpacking this, like, trauma.
2: She also, according... I, of course, went on, like, a deep dive of her Instagram, which is very strange. And she apparently has healed hundreds of people with COVID through, like... Through, like, spiritual like reiki like or or mm-hmm. te, you know remote reiki and she so she can heal covid <laughs> i love so that's another thing she can add
1: queen of healing covid
2: but yeah it was just it was a really and and there were some photos on her like i googled her and there's some photos and like like i sent you some a picture of she holds these women's retreats and all the women like it's very midsummer looking, and all the women were another crowns. red
1: flag. Women's retreats, mm-hmm. huge red flag.
2: But one of the women, I was like, I've seen her on stuff. Like she, yeah. she has some clients that are are like fairly recognizable.
1: Acting classes. I don't know if you've like taken any out here, but okay. I like in times of like mental strife, have sought <laughs> solace in the rooms of like acting coaches a few times, and they are very. It's like a cult it's a it's definitely like I could see how it could become like a cult kind of group, right? Because acting teachers, like, have their own usually huge personality, and you want their approval, you want to be around them. You want them to be like believing in you, because through their belief, you could potentially like launch your acting career. And so it's just very like the reverence for these teachers. If you're just a very like kind of weak minded person, I can see how you would just fall into like what's well, like Barry everything they say, yeah, it's exactly like Barry, and also acting classes are cost a lot of money, yeah, like I've only gotten to like an intro
2: How many times a week were you going?
1: The last one I went to, I think it was once or twice a week, but it was an intro course, so it was less expensive, like they try and suck you in softly at first and then hit you with like the whammy where you need to like spend a lot more money but you get like more you get like better teachers or more access to like the per the teacher that like runs the studio
2: so it's a little mlm Um,
1: uh it's a little bait and switch right okay yeah Um, Because you're not necessarily bringing other people in and like trying to get them involved. It's more about just like you getting like deeply involved and like completing the program or whatever. And then I guess they also can provide like showcases where agents or managers could come and like watch your performance, which I never participated in, but seemed like, oh, maybe that could be a good deal, though. I don't know how many people are truly found via a showcase
2: yeah i i mean this article was wild it's again it's in the hollywood reporter and it's 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 kind of a long read but it's just it's really fascinating and and also so stressful to to hear the amount of money that people were like thirty thousand dollars here and there she also arranged like intensive where you would spend like I think upwards of $10,000 or like 15,000 to go to India with her or no to Bali with her mm-hmm. um, Mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. 10,000 per the person. Guru,
1: I guess that was like, that taught her about Reiki who later came out and like yeah. disavowed her was like, I, she doesn't like have anything to do with like me and my work and like, she's doing her own thing and I no longer like co-sign what she's doing. So when like the actual guru is like, like you're not a part of my energy vibe anymore, you know that like the person is a grifter.
2: And you know that that guru is at least somewhat legit if they're like, cause I think gurus are always a little questionable, but yeah, when they're kind of disavowing someone, then I don't know. And the guru
1: did it in a way where he was like really no drama about it, which I appreciated. (laughs) I was like, okay, you're cool. Like you didn't bring any drama to the table with this like statement.
2: But some of the people, like one person interviewed was a a story editor on Emily in Paris. So like Mm -hmm. it's also writers. Like she really, she was, anyway, it's, it's, it's all in vain of, in the same vein of like the Hollywood con queen, like all these great juicy truly shocking um deep dives into just how hollywood is just full of this stuff like la is full of this kind of twisted um i don't know like it's it is a cliche but it's really true
1: yeah i mean it's a city of really i think lost people like a, a majority lost people are like wanting to be famous or like wanting something that's so difficult to get and then a lot of people like promise them opportunities or like Mm -hmm. everyone's looking for like a big break i guess or like to make more money or to get that one job that like helps you like take it to the next level totally it's so easy to get caught up in
2: a racket And a racket where you
1: think you're getting closer and closer to what you want, but you're actually just like either staying totally stagnant or going in the opposite direction.
2: Going to something so bizarre that you wouldn't even. Yeah. And I think it's because it's such a city where, like, I mean, there's a lot of people from LA, but like there are a ton of people that live here who aren't from here. Almost even more than New York, there's like a sense of like disorientation when you first come to LA if you're not from here.
1: Oh, it's so disorienting. Like the I remember being out here in like the first the like the first 3 months I was out here, it was just like I was existing in this haze of like not being able to remember what happened like over the weekend because every day was like the exact same weather like over and over. Yeah, that was always really Like it weird. was like groundhog day and everything just existed in this haze, but I love the intersection of like woo-woo like like faux spirituality and
2: showbiz
1: showbiz yeah that's always like that's such an absurd world and like i love just like the wellness like healing vibes like that are usually like not at all true but i love that element of los angeles and like but i think a lot of people get really sucked into that and then like Realize yeah. that they've been bamboozled.
2: Yeah, I think you're so that. I mean, I always that first month or two living here. I mean, it kind of takes like almost a year to really get your grounding here. I think, but mm-hmm. the first month or two, I was just like, it. Every day felt like an afternoon, like even the nights, and I just felt like yeah. really confused and like I'd been in New York for five years, and I I thought I could handle a big city. But like this was just – it was so different and my world felt like suddenly really small. And I was just like, where – you know, the helicopters, every, I was just like, where am I? Like I was only going to Rite Aid, which I still kind of only do. And, yeah. you know, didn't have a car. And L.A. is amazing. Like I'm not – its there's so many great parts of the city too. But it has a quality to it that makes it – not even because of the showbiz thing, but I think just the the climate and the way it is like physically – where it's just rife for people to get brainwashed or get totally because it's like everyone's so kind of confused by it.
1: You will find yourself in a very, in situations in LA that you would never find yourself in anywhere else in the world. Like, never. if you live in LA long enough, you will have had like a really weird Coke weekend or like Coke night with someone true, like, someone connected to someone famous or like someone really rich and like in a compound somewhere and like some dark shit happens and you will like be recruited by some sort of like spiritual group. Um, and there's so many different like weird pockets and corners that operate totally in the city. And like that, you wouldn't even be aware of until you kind of set foot into those places. Like so many things exist simultaneously here that feel like it doesn't feel like that happens in a lot of other cities.
2: No, I remember when I first moved here, I was taking an Uber to meet someone for dinner, and my Uber driver was like this really hot guy who had this like kind of like hypnotic voice, and he was telling me about his like spiritual practice and was like telling me that he like runs classes for, and I was like. I like he stopped the car and was like conti- I like let him finish because I was just like <laughs> not like that sounds gross but like I no, let, but I let yeah, him you're finish like, his you're so hot Tell me more. And I was like he had that like ASMR voice where I was getting like kind of and I I was almost gonna be like do you have a card or something because I swear he was trying to get me mm-hmm. and he w- probably was and I would have and at that point I was so disoriented that I like maybe would have been like. What do, you, what do you try touch? the class yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> i'll go to an intro Who knows? yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that was was always like really intriguing about vanderbump rules to me because i was like these people exist and like all hang out together and like they are a group of people that exist alongside like in my realm yet i would also never like like, they live their lives and I live my life. But those two things, like, there's not, totally. like, a Venn diagram. And that there's so many things like that.
2: Yeah, everyone's, everyone's kind of living parallel...
1: Existences. And, and I of- like the, like, psychotic, like, absurdity of Los Angeles. That has definitely weighed on me a little more. Like, <laughs> COVID didn't make me like that no. anymore. But, like...
2: It's already kind of an isolating city in a lot of ways. And I think COVID makes it more so. But
1: But like I love like I just I love like Los Angeles psychos and the guru of Toluca Lake did not disappoint. Did not. There's a lot of L.A. psychos kind of coming out of the woodwork lately.
2: We need to get into this riveting episode. I'm Carrie.
1: I'm baby girl Lara.
2: And you're listening to sexy <laughs> sexy unique unique podcast podcast. Insatiable insatiable bitch, bitch goddesses. goddesses. <laughs> Guys, this is a triumphant episode because we get the return of our, of a saint, of an insatiable bitch goddess saint. Uh,
1: An iconic goddess.
2: Heather Chadwell. Who
1: should be, yeah, she should, there should be like statues of her.
2: Yes. Heather makes her return to the Rock of Love house. Mm Mm-hmm. And... We don't, we're not just going to be getting her for one episode. We're getting her for another episode. So she's doing like a two feature deal.
1: A two episode arc. God. I didn't even remember this. And I watched the show. Like I'm, I'm, it's like, it's all coming back to me. I hope that she gets like, did she get added back into the mix as like a contestant
2: or is she just like, I think she's a mole.
1: Yeah. She's doing the dirty work for Brett. God bless her. For all
2: we know, she could just end up being the winner.
1: I missed her outfits. I, I missed her, her. low-cut, uh, navel-exposing dresses.
2: I missed her energy. I missed her. I missed com- her hair. You know, Commander. her square
1: sunglasses. Her gradient kind of square sunglasses that she wears all the time.
2: Sergeant Heather was back. Mm-hmm. Commander in chief. But before that, so we need to get into why she comes back. So Yeah. It starts out with Daisy reading Brett's challenge of the day.
1: Yeah, and Daisy also is feeling very refreshed. She awakens <laughs> with a renewed spirit of positivity because Christy Joe is gone. Yeah. And like just when you think that Daisy is gonna have like a great day and like have something to look forward to. Think again. Think again because Brett throws the
2: ladies a huge curveball. Not only the challenge is insane, but he drops the bomb that that same night, the the night after one elimination, there's going to be another elimination to mm-hmm. to to call the 5 into 4.
1: Based on the activities of the day.
2: So Brett assembles all the women and he describes and reveals what today's challenge will entail and he says i feel like i've got barely close to you that's what he (laughs) says to them and because of that brett is bringing in the napalms and those are in the form of the five women's ex-boyfriends slash ex-husbands
1: this truly this is a
2: fucked up challenge
1: it's incredible but this i think was something This is something that they do on these shows a lot because I believe, did they do it on Flavor of Love? I don't know, but they do it on both seasons of I Love New York. They bring the exes. Like that's like a very popular thing that these VH1 shows would do. And I've grown to like love the episodes where the exes come in because it either like tells you everything you need to know or in this case kind of tells you nothing. And like, I just, I love it.
2: I yeah it was like fun more
1: exes brought to the table I want to gather like if I date again like if when I date again I want to like gather exes in a room yeah I mean it's
2: it's like a it's everyone's worst nightmare I feel like but I also think (laughs) Brett Brett is just so evil and like the way he's like delighting in it and he's like I feel like I need to find you know, I need to really dig in deep with all of you and I need to make sure that you're all here for the right reasons. So who better to tell me than men who alienated you?
1: Yeah. And Brett loves drama. So this is like right up his alley.
2: So and I was just like, what if I I, I guess I haven't seen because I haven't seen that many VH1 shows. So I was like, what if one of the these people like was abusive?
1: Well, it's interesting because I don't think like there's always someone who like they can't get any of their exes. So like a sister comes or a friend comes like yeah. it's interesting to see like who shows up. And I feel like in some people's cases, it's like exes is like a very generous term for someone that they briefly dated. And right. like it didn't work out like Megan. I don't think that that guy was like an actual ex. No, I think they probably like, just It was like, from slept like two together. years ago. Yeah. But like it's very telling the behavior mm-hmm. to of like what the ex's motivations are in coming. And generally, like the shows I've watched, it's like the female exes come to the house, and they're all usually like extremely kind and like beautiful ladies. But yeah. this was like there was there were some ghouls and there, there was, was some there was some bad behavior.
2: Every guy, like most of them looked like A straight male like adult performer from like the 90s
1: yeah destiny's ex-husband adam arrives he's very tall and thin which i just didn't see for her like i expected a kind of like a rocker look
2: yeah destiny they were all like shaking like it was it was so because they were probably also like excited to see a familiar face Mm-hmm. like it probably felt like in some way comforting even if you like don't like the like to see someone that you're like okay i'm I'm not like fully away from everything i knew
1: yeah but also you have no idea who's gonna walk through the door so like you're rehashing like maybe the last po- five people you fucked and you're being like god i really hope it's not this person and, and then, then it's if it's like yeah and then it's either that person or a different person like destiny seems like kind of unbothered daisy Jessica is like Daisy's like Daisy looks like she's she's actually terrified like her eyes have gone full black and she's like crying tears of like black tar like she's like very very scared
2: Jessica's ex comes in who looks like he's in like a emo band from like 2003 he's like -hmm. he's really hot but like Jessica according to her he was like a dick to her
1: Yeah, I treated her like shit. She's like, great, this guy. Like, which I believe that they didn't even really date.
2: Yeah. Uh, Megan's Megan's ex,
1: Josh.
2: Who comes in and he's wearing a shirt that says Swig Chicago.
1: He's a classic Josh, by the way. Totally. Like, everything about him was so Josh. And she says that she was dating him and he was dating someone else at the time and he didn't want to break things off with his girlfriend to be with Megan. So she was like. It made her sad. (laughs)
2: She was basically like his mistress. Yeah. But she's it's the it's really the the first time we've seen Megan like break some sweat on this because she starts like getting shaky and like nervous when he walks in because I think and it and I was like, "Whoa!" she's still like immediately. I was like, she still loves him.
1: I think it's also it might not be love but like love, but... sometimes when you're rejected by someone like it stings so bad that you're just like very hung up on it and you can't get over it. Totally. I... And like I feel like that's more what this was like
2: Mhm. Yeah, it's like wow, they caused me pain, I <laughs> but I'm nostalgic.
1: Yeah, like th- they shouldn't like he is a literal under the bridge troll Mm -hmm. but because he like rejected her it's always gonna be this like source of pain for her yeah where if like she had dated him and then was just like got over him she wouldn't feel so like nervous or on edge around him
2: um hombres brett's like we couldn't find anyone she was like she was like oh lord she's like my ex of five years comes in. And she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then Brett's like, we couldn't find anyone that could like vouch for you, basically. So we brought in your ex or your best friend, who's just like this kind of dorky looking man.
1: Yeah. I was like, hmm, Was he? I was he like, gay? is he gay?
2: Maybe he's I didn't gay. get a gay vibe didn't. from him. He's yeah. probably just like in love with her.
1: Hmm. <laughs> he's like nerdily obsessed with her. She's like, oh, like hoping- oh, my God. And then they hug each
2: other. She's like, Oh God, yes.
1: She oh and it was like her fiance. I think she said like my fiance of seven years or something yeah. like egregious. And I was like, Imagine being with someone, being engaged to them, having that break off, feeling like you're finally kind of like getting over this like broken engagement. You're like picking up the pieces of your shattered heart and like gluing them back together. And then a producer from Rock of Love calls you to tell you that your ex is, like, on a dating competition show for Brett Michaels. And, like, would you like to come and film with them? Also, he's like, no!
2: Even though I'm glad that she's gone, like, we-, we missed a really good opportunity to have, like, top-level television between Christy Joe's current husband and Brett oh, Michaels. Oh, my God. They should that have kept her around. That would have
1: been incredible. I wonder though if he like. Oh, but she has a restraining order against oh, him, oh, so yeah. he couldn't have come anyways. They had to get rid of her. They were like Brett, she has to go. Yeah, she was. You mind. can call her after the show, but like you got to cut her now.
2: He's okay. Uh, okay. So she's all excited, and then Daisy's like literally like. <laughs> she's so scared, and then. <laughs> Charles, her ex, walks in and he literally looks like a Tommy Lee imposter, like who's on the Vegas Strip. Yeah. He, he was he, literally he, Tommy Lee's <laughs> doppelgangers, but like not as hot and was like his like I really think he got facial reconstruction to look like Tommy Lee.
1: It was also classic Daisy. Like I'm like, OK, she is true to her brand. Like I trusted, I trusted her more seeing Charles, and I did judge Charles a lot at first. I was like, Charles is unwell,
2: but he was. I think he was a sweet guy. He was down. actually
1: a really good guy, as it turns out. I was like. I was Team Charles. I was like, "Wow, what a sweet guy! Like, he is loyal and mm-hmm. he has her back, and he wants what's best for her. He does, and like, I root for him."
2: At first, I was like, "New," mm-hmm. and then the the more I got to hear, I I was like, "I would."
1: Yeah. I'd oh yeah, he's a one for me on the binary.
2: I love his eyeliner. I was like, oh, always out. I was like, big. Yeah. He's probably good in bed.
1: Yeah. Then the real kicker is that not only are the exes back, Brett's going to spend the day with them, and he's brought a special guest to spend the day with the girls, and then opens up the door, and Heather comes strutting in, looking fucking flawless.
2: Destiny's immediately like, (gasps) so excited.
1: Mm -hmm. I love Destiny's positivity about the Heather situation, because you know like producers were probably trying to get her to talk shit, and she's like, I'm so excited that Heather's here. Like, I can't wait to hang out with her. She's fucking rad.
2: Yeah, what if Heather and Destiny like, ended up running away together? That would have been I cool. I would love
1: that. Linking hands mm-hmm. and making a run for the hills. Scrambling up the hill behind the house.
2: Destiny goes, or Daisy goes, great, Heather's here. <laughs> oh, really great. You, you have to do <laughs> it.
1: Oh, really great. Heather's here. Daisy's so fragile. Like every time something happens, she truly is fragile baby bird who like can't handle it.
2: Um. So Brett's like, he's like, boy, I'm gonna take the boys for a day out, and all of them are like, great. And then he's like, Heather, you know what to do. So Heather's like immediately starts pounding shots with them and like getting them all. It's probably like by the way, ten in the morning. And yeah. They're, they're she's taking taking
1: body shots.
2: Tequila shots, body shots, like within five minutes, telling people to take their tops off and like it's on.
1: I literally thought like when she and Daisy did a shot and like sh- like sucked the lemon out of each other's mouths, I thought that they were sharing a slice of a cheese.
2: Cube. I did too. I was like, <laughs> that looks good. I was like, ooh, who brought the cheddar plate in? <laughs> I I had the same. I was like, wow, that actually looks really delicious.
1: Oh, my God. I was like, I've never done that before. Like a shot followed by a cheese cube. But like, I guess it could work.
2: (laughs) I had the same exact. I was like, that's a (laughs) nice, you know, sharp cheddar.
1: Also, like good for breakfast. Like if you're going to take a shot, you shouldn't do it on like an empty stomach. So like they're getting their little like a little protein in. Mm -hmm. But no, it was a lemon as it turned out.
2: (laughs) They weren't eating anything that day. No. They ate nothing, started drinking at 10 a.m., and were blackout by, like, one.
1: Yeah. Also, Brett takes these men for like, a, to a cigar lounge. Like, who wants a noon cigar? <laughs> <laughs> Gross.
2: Yeah. He should have gotten them ame- Like, they should have just gotten drunk.
1: Yeah, or like go out for like burgers or something. Like, no one wants to sit in a room enclosed with cigar smoke and like yeah. puff away first thing in the morning.
2: Brett's like, want one? And they all go, like, one of them goes, no, dog, I'm good. I was like,
1: they're, and they're all just sitting there watching Brett. I was like, they hate his ass. I they hate his it.
2: ass, but also, like, I don't blame, they're probably deeply uncomfortable. None of them have probably been on TV before. And they're at a, they're at like a weird cigar room that looks like it's like some kind of like lounge at a marriott like where the yeah, fuck were no they? windows it's if you're going to do strange. like a if you're going to do like a no window like just take them to a strip club or, or like or
1: just like go to a country club and like sit out on a patio or something or take like them let biking them get an arnold palmer yeah
2: i why he should have taken them like on a motorcycle triping and like and then they all get like wasted or something like or like to a, like i was like
1: brett's c- such a girl in that way he's like when i have a cigar and he's like tell me all oh, the dirt girl and then they're like no like literally the, every he's like all right now it's time to spill the beans casey what do you think about jessica <laughs> and then casey's like i think she's really nice and like want an the innocent best girl and I i want the best for her like love her And Brett's like, all right, next, Josh. What's the deal with Megan? And then, actually, Josh is classically Josh, so gross.
2: (laughs) But I was also, like, I just have to say, like, I'm I'm always so deeply uncomfortable watching men interact with each other, like, straight men, just in, like, a group together, just, like, not being worried that, like, any emission of, like, emotion will make them seem gay or, like, less than. So they're all... Every, mm-hmm. All the men are just, like, rigidly, like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, like, I did appreciate Brett was at least, like... Even though he's a scum, like... He was trying to get them to, like, open up a little. But, like, it was for the wrong reasons. And it was just not the crowd. But just watching men fail ease of interacting with each just made me like I was like, oh my god, this is fucking hell.
1: Yeah, they these men could not handle the intimacy <laughs> that Brett was <laughs> yeah, I love Brett just smoking a cigar trying to like vibe. He's like, so what's the deal? Like spill it. What's spill the beans? And they're like, I,
0: just, I like her. I hope for the best.
2: Cigar smoke. By the way, cigars Nothing makes me want to p- projectile vomit more than being around people. Like if I had to be in a room with cigars smoke with no windows, I would just be puking on the floor. That's I'd fucking have instant gross.
1: headache. Yeah,
2: my I'd old like, therapist Ooh. who was really bad, his office in Beverly Hills was above like a cigar place, and no. it, waiting in the hall, I just smelled the cigars.
1: Gr- triggering also. <laughs>
2: It's like, hey, guys, want to. Anyone want a cigar? (laughs) Anyone want a cigar? Anyone want a fine Cuban cigar? And they're all like, no, I want to. No, man. I want to, like, breathe. I'd like some water. (laughs) Yeah, they're all drinking beer. I'm like, oh, God. And and Brett's like, so uh, how does it make you feel to all be in the same room together? And they're all like.
0: (laughs)
1: Casey spill the beans What do you know about Jessica that I don't know
0: She's she's really nice
1: Alright
2: great man
0: Thanks a
1: lot (laughs) Uh, But then of course Josh is down to play ball He's like I can't tell if Megan Just likes me because she likes me Or likes me because she wants to use me for something That's classic Megan Like what a fucking bitch And I'm like you're gross
2: Yeah fuck you Josh also Fuck
1: re- you and your receding hairline, you piece of shit. Go back to Chicago.
2: <laughs> he also <laughs> reveals that she was on another reality show, which I oh, seemed yeah, surprised fucking... by. But I was also like, they had to have known. Like, production knows. Of course
1: they know. Yeah. She was on Beauty and the Geek. Do you remember that? That was an Ashton Kutcher produced reality show. I think that was air- aired on a network, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Just later, though, when, like, Heather brings it up to him, she's like, well, she was on Beauty and the Geek. And he's like, oh, Beauty and the Geek. And I was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) Does everyone seem to know?
1: Everyone knows except you what Beauty and the fucking Geek was.
2: I guess, yeah, I was like, I guess everyone knew about this show. (laughs) I didn't. I
1: love (laughs) Brett. Oh, Beauty and the Geek.
2: (laughs) Beauty and the Geek.
1: Oh, yeah, it was on the WB. It was, I think (gasps) I watched, like, a couple episodes of it when it came out. It came out in 2005.
2: WB, baby.
1: Ugh, the WB was where it was at.
2: I miss it.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people today.
1: A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be dime beauty.
2: So yeah, Brett's having like struggling to get these men to even move their mouths when they talk because men can't even do that. Um and then we go back to uh we go back
1: to the Rock of Love house and Heather is interrogating the girls and she like gets Daisy, she gets <laughs> Megan and Jessica Daisy. <laughs> she got, <laughs> she got she gets Daisy dicey. in the corner. She gets <laughs> Megan <corner>.
2: and Jess- <laughs> Daisy and her start in the corner.
1: I'm like, go for Auss- Aussie. <laughs> she gets Daisy in the corner and gets her to spill the beans. Sorry um, our, she our gets Australian Megan listeners. and Jessica and she's like, all right, who, what's the deal? Who needs to go home? I got to make an elimination. Like what's the fucking deal? And then Megan reveals that she was on a reality show and she also talks shit about destiny and she's like she's actually like a huge poison fan like blah blah Mm. blah and then they're all talking shit about destiny like trying to get her to leave and then they end up in the hot tub playing truth or dare and heather goes jessica what is it truth or dare and jessica gets truth and heather goes have you ever been fucked in the ass (laughs) I'm sad that we didn't get to see Jessica answer that question. I love that's the first question you lead with. That's actually the first question I want to lead with, just in casual conversation. Like, hey, I'm Lara. Truth or Dare? Truth. You ever been <laughs> fucked in the ass?
2: <laughs> it's just you at a, at a dinner post-COVID. So
1: it's me. Like literally, that's a group what I of, do you're now like with when a group I meet of people.
2: <laughs> Yeah, so. they're like,
1: Lara, this is Caroline, Caroline, Lara. And I'm like, hey, what's up, Caroline? Truth or dare? Truth. You ever been fucked in the ass? <laughs> it's a good conversation. It's a really good way to just, like, get to know someone. It's true. Straight up. It is. Like, <laughs> it says a lot about more you. more straight up than that. There really isn't anything more straight up than getting a D and an A.
2: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they start, like, talking and... She, she kind of goes around and she's like, who does anyone here? She goes, Megan. And Megan's like, what? And she's like, (laughs) if you had to get, if you had to say someone here should be going home, who do you think it is? And Megan's like, well, it's really hard to say because we've been very close this whole time, but I just don't think Jessica is right for this place. I think she's too innocent and too nice. And then Jessica's like, you fucking piece of shit. Because like, they're like best friends. Yeah, like, in this are they're house. like best. Jessica's like, okay, Megan, and Megan's then like, Jessica... what? what are you, like, this? I'm, she's like, I'm just being honest, and she's like, cool, way to completely betray me.
1: Yeah, she's like, I didn't ask for your honesty. Um, then Jessica goes fucking ballistic. She's go like, she literally goes balls to the fucking wall. Takes Heather inside and just starts airing everyone the fuck out.
2: Jessica, at this moment, basically is Kate Winslet in Titanic, and she goes, you think a first-class girl can't drink? And then mm-hmm. she starts just pounding shots and spilling tea.
1: Yeah, she says, Destiny's just like a fucking groupie. She's like, Megan's just here to be on TV. She was on fucking Beauty and the Geek.
2: She just goes, we see this a new side of Jessica. And I Jessica say,
1: revealed a cool side.
2: I kind of like it.
1: I liked it, too. Daisy is traumatized by this entire situation. She's sitting in the kitchen crying, like at one point, just like weeping. And it cuts to Jessica slumped down in a chair in the corner of the kitchen. She goes, Daisy, hold back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. We
1: all need a Jessica in our life to tell us, like, when to just hold back.
2: Carrie, hold back. Carrie. I need that, like, every day of my life. Hold back.
1: I hope she's sitting like this, too. Daisy.
2: Carrie.
1: Hold back. And Daisy's like, I can't. I can't. And then she goes weeping, sobbing over to Heather, who's, like, sitting on, like, some couch with Destiny. And Daisy goes, you know what? I need to talk to you, like, really fucking bad. And then Heather.
2: (laughs) Wait. Really fast we also find out that Daisy and and Charles are in the same band together.
1: Yeah, Charles Charles like reveals a little bit about their history and like they've like been
2: They toured.
1: Also, I was like, Daisy's in a band, like she can't sing. Like, what does she do? Maybe she plays like
2: the drums or the bass. Yeah. She's so cool. She said she's never performed in front of anyone before.
1: Yeah, I'm confused (laughs) about Daisy's (laughs) life. she, she sees her web
2: confused. of lies
1: <laughs> and Daisy reveals to Heather that she still lives with Charles
2: yeah that was I mean it was I understand she's like we just we we signed a lease together and then we broke up and we just like it's easier financially if we just live together and Heather's like yeah but she... Heather's like two bedroom or one bedroom and, and Daisy goes fucking one bedroom <laughs>
1: She's, like, crying. Fucking one bedroom. Fucking one bedroom. She goes, we haven't been physical in, like, two fucking years. And, like, is just losing it. And I was like, Daisy is a tortured soul. She is. But also, like... Like, It doesn't have to be this hard. And it also is just, like, I feel so bad that she's getting just put through this. Because I think it's emotionally taking a huge toll on her.
2: It is. But also, it's, like... uh. I thought it was going to be something so much worse. Like their secret was like, do they have a kid together? Like what, what's going on? And then, but it's that they live together. <laughs> like I was like, yeah. I mean, it's, I guess it's in Brett's eyes. It could be seen as a betrayal to him. But like, I, I was, I thought it was going to be something so much more heavy. Yeah. It was pretty tame. I was like, did he like hurt? Or, like what's going on? No, there's roommates.
1: But I think by the end of the episode, it seems like Daisy has even more secrets that have yet to come out. Uh, but yeah. She's, I'm excited. She contains to see. a lot. She is. contains multitudes. Brett realizes that his, like, his fucking cigar outing is not hitting with the guys. So then he takes them to Dave and Buster's, which I was like, that's a real shift. Where were they? Were they at some mall in the valley? They're in at Hollywood and Highland Mall. Oh. That's where that D&B is. I've been there. It's pretty fun.
2: Listen, you can't go wrong with Dave and Buster's.
1: I just love him being like, okay, boys trip. And then he's like, now we do video games and drink beer. I was like, that's where you should have gone at the first. No one wants to go and have a daytime cigar with you in an enclosed space.
2: Yeah. It's so weird. He's just like also it shows you that brett probably has a hard time talking to like other men
1: yeah other men that aren't just like (laughs) the same slime factor as him yeah
2: like i think he has a hard time who men who aren't like on tour
1: yeah like relating to he seemed to be able to like relate to charles or like communicate effectively with him and i think that's cuz he like sensed that they were kindred spirits. Mm-hmm. But like guys that aren't like rocker. Like him, he like really does not know how to communicate effectively with them.
2: Um rockers only. It was just weird. It just the whole thing weirded me out and i was i felt really uncomfortable and embarrassed for Brett and all of them.
1: <laughs> I love Ombre's <laughs> friend Adam Keeping it real and asking Brett the tough questions. Yeah. He's like, how do we know that you're a genuine guy? I
2: think he was gay.
1: You think so? Mm-hmm. He's either gay or bubbling with secret love for hombre.
2: It felt more like gay. Okay. Maybe. I love that. Maybe just like a a very, like, normcore gay.
1: Mm-hmm. A husky gay. We love to see it.
2: We get back to the house and Jessica is like, teetering teetering on like Ruthie and real house or real world Hawaii oh, vibes yeah. like mm-hmm. she was she was like teetering on the brink of alcohol poisoning and it's actually like kind of scary like she's she's gone code red she's gone code red she's falling all over the place the girls are all now helping her like even <laughs> Heather like they're all trying to like get her and she she's so like her body just is like she's like she, <laughs> she looks like she's E.T. The- when E.T. throws his hands up and goes Ree!
1: her crying and drinking on the stairs like chugging beer people begging her not to drink anymore and then like wobbling around holding on to like three women at the same time at one point someone has given her like a potato bun and is like eat this and she's like kind of like tearing it apart with her teeth and then barfs and they're like oh there she goes and someone's like okay baby girl and like holds her <laughs> is holding her hair back while she like barfs in a trash can and then at one point they try and like put her in bed but she's doing that thing where it's like she just won't let go of people and like crawling out of the bed she knocks over her like barf trash can once and someone's like God, Jessica
2: She's out of control, and, like, just then, Brett comes home with the boys, and Brett's like, where? He's like, I want to, he's like, I want to come home and see my ladies and feel them. Ew. I was like, gross. They come in, and I was just like, oh, no, (laughs) Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica. And and at one point, you hear Heather go, oh, wow. (laughs) Heather goes, oh, wow, you you actually never drink, do you? (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, no, she doesn't.
1: Jessica runs up to Brett as soon as she sees him and grabs him and flings her arms around his neck and is like Brett
2: my Wait, can I just can we also just talk about that Jessica is like fully gray? Like she does not she looks close oh, to death. Yeah. Like she Her
1: skin tone has gone.
2: She was a oh. total gray alien and like <laughs> I was very concerned for her and I was like someone needs to get her to a doctor.
1: She's been poisoned. Like, she has alcohol poisoning.
0: <laughs> she's, and she's, she like, teetered like on the Brett, brim.
2: <laughs> and she has, like, vomit on her mouth. Like, I was just like, oh. Like, I mean, it, it's very... I don't think Brett is even that bothered by it.
1: I think he finds that kind of behavior somewhat
2: endearing. But I was very... Because it's, like, like
1: she's very, like, little girl lost, kind of. Like, being like, I don't want to be alone. Like, I think that he thinks it's, like, kind of sexy
2: but she's she has she's sallow looking like she has yeah. zero color.
1: Well, she hasn't had anything to eat for most of the day and like has just been, been drinking Red Bull vodka. Tequila, yeah, been drinking tequila shots, Red Bull vodka and then chugging beers. Like anyone's going to look a little gray after that.
2: I'm pretty sure um yeah, I'm pretty sure Megan's just downing Red Bull Vodkas all day with no ice.
1: Do you think that's what she's drinking? I thought that they were just drinking beer, but I guess it does have the same color.
2: I thought it was, I don't know. You're probably right, yeah. The behavior all felt like... like how I would behave if I drank Red Bull Vodka. Just like out right. of, completely out of control and <laughs> no control over my emotions.
1: True, true. Yeah, vodka for me has been a no-go for almost two decades don't i know it daisy has is now in a huge hoodie that covers her entire body and face and you know that she's really upset when she just goes full
2: just full hoodie there's this weird part where um well first heather tells brett they they talk about how megan maybe isn't the right intentions to be here and that she was on beauty and the geek and then megan is talking to her josh her ex and she's like <laughs> she's just like kind of shitting on him which i liked and she's like mm-hmm. she was like the only reason you he's like she's like look at you here like wearing your bar the shirt your bar shirt to like promote your bar when millions upon millions of people will see it and he's like that's the only reason i came on
1: piece like, of hey, shit
2: i'm a businessman i gotta do what i gotta do and then megan starts just collapsing and emotionally and just storms off crying mm-hmm. an ombre an ombre
1: her. runs after her and is like tell me what's wrong baby girl and <laughs> then like <laughs> and then Megan is breaking down and I think she's just upset because this dickhead is here like just to promote his bar. Like he doesn't really care about anything and, and certainly not about her. And that would make me mad too, but it comes off to Ambre like Megan's really sad that like he wasn't her boyfriend cuz she keeps saying like I wanted him to be my boyfriend so bad. And like and is crying and crying and crying. And so you just hombre, see
2: Amber's eyes. She's like <gasps> Oh boy, I got oh lord, I got a really good one for Brett.
1: Mhm. And then meanwhile, Heather is giving Brett the rundown of all the girls. And she says that who does she say is like not the right one? Megan, right?
2: Megan. She's like get her out of here.
1: Yeah. And so Brett has some unfinished business and he needs to, like, get Daisy and Charles together because he he and Charles did have a moment at Dave and Buster's where they real talked. And Brett tried to, like, pump him for info and was like, have you had, you've had, like, a physical relationship with her? Like, there has to be something physical there. And Charles is like, no. So he's not giving up the goods, which I was like, you're a good man, Charles.
2: Yeah, Brett, like, he's maybe has respect for her. yeah. Also, this weird moment they're sitting, he's Brett sitting between Daisy and Charles and there's like a fog. It looks like they have a smoke machine or something. Or is the marine layer just heavy that night? Because it must be. they're, They're just enveloped in fog. It must be just one of those weird L.A.
1: foggy nights that happens like twice a year. Yeah. And so Brett's questioning them and he's like how do you feel like if I want to get with Daisy, like I really do think that she stands a chance to be my rock of love. (laughs) I was like, cool. He's like, how does that make you feel? Like, would you be okay with that? And Charles is like, yeah, I'm cool with it. Absolutely. He just says he wants Daisy to be happy. And like, that
2: was cute. You can
1: see. Yeah. And Daisy is also so terrified of him saying anything bad about her and so i was happy for her that charles just like he was sweet about everything
2: he came in he came in and he did his job and he he made daisy look good and that's all that he did daisy needed him to do so i was Mm -hmm. uh, good good on charles
1: yeah so she can take her her mournful hoodie off Mm -hmm. and like rejoin the ranks of like sexy skin showing
2: Amber goes and tells on Brett right before the elimination and about Megan and Brett's like so shocked by it. But I was like, Brett, what do you expect? Like, what are you expecting is going to happen? Like when you bring exes into a situation, it always is going to cause like weird stuff.
1: Yeah. And also it's like you. Yeah, you did this for this specific reason. Also, I was like, I no longer like Amber. She's a snitch.
2: Yeah, I don't like her either.
1: I was like I don't trust her
2: don't trust her don't trust her bloody knees
1: yeah why didn't why didn't anyone come for you Amber what's your secret
2: yeah so the elimination ceremony takes place all the all the exes are gone oh wait oh what but before
1: that before that Jessica rises from the dead she does
2: (laughs) clearly so this was I think this was clearly filmed over like she probably slept for like four hours Mm-hmm. I think, I think they, like... We don't
1: know, because, again, she's in a windowless room, so... I think
2: they got back from... I think when she was, like, kind of slobbering all over Brett, when she was, like, alcohol poisoned, she, that was, like, probably, like, 3 p.m. She probably slept for, like, five hours, and then woke up and was, like, still okay, s- eight? still kind of drunk, but...
1: But <laughs> shook it off like a champ, kind of, and she goes... The girls told me I threw up a few times, but I can't remember. And then starts getting ready for elimination.
2: And honestly, it works because Brett later is like, she kind of showed me that she can party and rally. (laughs) So. I love.
1: Also, Brett, after Ombre came in to be a tattletale on Megan, Brett tells Big John to go get Megan. And she comes in and her tactic is to like, immediately make out with brett and like be like sexy to him Mm -hmm. but she also when he asks her like i was told you were like crying about josh and she's like what she goes no i don't know no no that that
2: she was also i think blackout too yeah she was like totally blackout she's like no no i don't that mistaken it must be someone else and brett's like yeah
1: but still like we'll make out with her for like 10 minutes Mm -hmm. before sending her on her way and so then everyone gathers for elimination (laughs) that's to Jessica at one point she's kind of standing like wavering back and forth like getting her bearings still but she's there Daisy is truly in a place of like deep emotional torture still she goes I hope Brett loves me as much as I love him
2: um
1: and then Jessica goes Fuck the haters, man! I fucking rallied. Yeah, I may not remember much, but so what? I'm here. <laughs> I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> incredible. Elaine Stretch, like, I'm, s- I'm still here. <laughs> I'm still here.
2: He, of course, picks Ombre first. Ombre <laughs> gets the
1: first pass.
2: Tattletales win. Mm-hmm. Um.
1: Then he <laughs> he goes. This girl is a true rocker at heart, and I knew he was gonna pick Destiny.
2: Yeah. And he's like, Destiny, could you wear that dress and stay in this house every day and stay in this house and rock my world? And she's like, hell yeah.
1: <laughs> I love it. Heather, also I didn't realize until like those two got their cards that Heather was at the elimination standing next to Brett in a full zebra look. Th-
2: this is now like a triad. Like you, yeah. You're now like not only dating Brett, you're dating Heather as well.
1: I love that Me too. I like just being upfront about that fact that you're auditioning to be in a thruple Mm -hmm. with Brett and Heather. Yeah. Um, then Daisy gets her pass and she feels extreme relief and she's like, but I'm glad I had this pass, but I do have some other things I need to tell Brett like, immediately, so I'm looking forward to being able to do that. <laughs> and I was like, damn, what other skeletons are in your closet, my queen? So
2: then it comes down to Jessica and Megan, and...
1: <laughs> Megan's face, when she knows that she's, like, on the chopping block is really good. Like, she just looks, like, disgusted <laughs> and confused. Yeah, she's like... <laughs> she's like...
2: What? And then Brett's like... He picks Jessica. Yeah, and then,
1: and then he calls. He
2: ushers Megan
1: down to like dismiss her. Megan, when she's like this upset, she looks like a very skinny, angry Charmin bear. <laughs> like she's really, really cute, but it's just like she's like, mm.
2: she just stands. He's like, he's like, I'm sorry, your tour ends here. And he's like, will you hold my hands? And then she, she kind of like. I think she's really just really fucked up and she's like and then she gingerly touches clasps his hands and then she just kind of faintly shakes her (laughs) head just going like what because I don't think she's ever been like rejected like this before.
1: No she just is shaking her head standing there. She's still processing like I think she doesn't even realize what's happening and like she thinks it's like a bad dream. So she's just standing in front of him going.
2: And Brett just keeps going like, uh, so um, you know, you're going to have to leave the house. And she won't leave. And then they cut, there's a shot of Heather just looking right into the camera and she goes. Oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> and every other girl's like, what's happening? And it goes on for like a long time. I like to imagine that Jessica or that Megan was just there for 15 minutes going like.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it was. It was at least two it minutes. It was a
1: long, and she and Brett goes, I uh, I really did try, like I did do the best I could, and like I I tried to make it work, but it just isn't gonna. I really work, did so. try.
2: I also, <laughs> it was kind of nice though. It was I liked seeing Brett uncomfortable.
1: Me too. More women need to like shake their heads at him. <laughs> and then <laughs> he's like, love. he's like, do you just, uh like,
2: do you want me to mm. walk you to the door? And she's like, okay. And then they just slowly walk, and then outside <laughs> he's like, all right.
1: She's still shaking her head, just standing there. And he's like, okay, just give me a kiss. And she goes, no. She was No. Like,
2: it wouldn't be real. And then he goes, all right. <laughs> all right. Later. And then
1: kind of like taps her on the back and like turns around to go back in the house. And she's still just there dumbfounded. Like she just doesn't understand. I
2: liked. I think she's just <laughs> processing the whole two weeks and I think she's just like what did I just do and I think she's having this moment of like wow I just spent two weeks like competing for Brett Michaels I really just did that and I think it's all hitting her at once and she's just <laughs> she's just fully like it's it's hitting her like a ton of bricks that she was just on yeah. the show and now she's like oh my god now I have to like live the rest of my life knowing that I was on the show competing for Brett Michaels I competed for Brett Michaels and,
1: like, <laughs> and did the best I could. And then at the end of it, they had the guy that rejected me. <laughs> the one guy that rejected me came in to promote his bar and, like, tell everyone what a piece of shit I was. And then I got so Red Bull vodka wasted that I just, like, couldn't. I was, became nonverbal. And now I'm here standing outside of this mansion.
2: <laughs> I don't blame her. I think she's just fully shaking her head at him like she's like she's so drunk but she's also the most sober she's ever been
1: yeah she's very lucid in this moment it's like it truly is like the end of a bad dream where you're like something horrible happens and you're like no 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 and then you wake up like at that moment but unfortunately for Megan
2: it was no dream
1: she'll never wake up it was reality and her reality is actually about to get 10 times worse
2: <laughs> so then brett goes back in and he's like all right my final four and he's like i've got a real tree for you so i'm gonna need you all to p- go upstairs and pack your bags we're gonna be getting on a learjet tomorrow and head into vegas baby i was like oh i was like oh oh maybe mexico maybe he's gonna take them to like the bahamas or even europe no no and he's like and guess You're-
1: what also get on a learjet that's like a 30 minute flight
2: he's he's like and guess who's joining us heather and then everyone's like Woo!
1: and heather's like and destiny's like i'm so excited to party with heather i can't wait to go to vegas and I was like i love her attitude she's a fucking rocker i also love when heather's like it doesn't matter who you are like she literally just will fuck anyone in a band mm-hmm. and destiny's like yeah pretty much <laughs> I love that transparency.
0: <sighs>
2: so guys, we're we're almost down to the wire. We've got a few more left, but Vegas is is set to be a good trip.
1: Vegas looms. Vegas ahead. looms. I still can't get over how Megan, the curse of her life was truly entering VH1 territory. Like from the second she even applied to be on the show, her life would take a turn for the worse.
2: I can only hope she's doing well now.
1: I think she's doing well now. Um, I don't know that for a fact because I haven't listened to any interviews. I know that she does interviews, but I feel like that's for other people to listen to and then tell me about. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna listen to it. I wish her the best, yeah. but I true. I'm just think about every decision you make can determine your future, mm-hmm. and let's all hope that it doesn't end in a in a Megan way. Where, you almost
2: you almost end up with someone who's a murderer. Yeah. Um, guys, thank you for listening. You can follow Lara at on Instagram and Twitter at Lars Marie.
1: Follow Carrie at ECario.
2: Um, read the Toluca Lake Guru.
1: Mm-hmm. The Guru of Toluca Lake. Get to know her, Candace
2: Silvers. And there's a Patreon that you can subscribe to
1: yeah there's bonus episodes published every week on patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast and for just five dollars a month you can get access to over a hundred bonus episodes there's also seasons one and two of Vanderpump Rules recaps that were not released like publicly there's old episodes of my very first ever podcast called Pumped Podcast where I talked about Vanderpump Rules so there's just a, a wealth of content there for you cornucopia and yeah I hope that you I hope that you check it out and also thank you to our editor Jonathan Cornman thank
2: you Jonathan everyone he makes
1: these episodes sound great
2: he's a genius bitch
1: he elevates this shit
2: he's elevating Laura and me every day and we love him for it.
1: Yeah.
2: So thank you Jonathan. So,
1: thank you Jonathan and thank you all. Uh, love you. Thank you all. Love the night. Bye. Bye.
0: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy.